All right. So welcome to episode 86 of Eat, Drink, Write, an Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. And this week, we're going to talk about how to write with another author, as in co-writing books. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get into all that, how was your week? Uh, it's been pretty good. I think this was the first week that we've gotten to settle into our apartment together, me and my girlfriend, because um, she just moved in. So we actually got a week of being able to settle and uh, just like hang out and actually be in our space together instead of like, oh, we have to build this shelf and oh, we have to build another mm -hmm. shelf and oh, we have to build this shelf, like that kind of thing. <laughs> I can see um, in your background for those of you watching us that you've got your Mercy Thompson pictures up on the wall. I do. I've got four of them. So That's awesome. They're was gorgeous. able to put those up. And then she is also, my girlfriend is also a nerd. So she's got like a bunch of um, Star Wars figurines up on the wall over here um, and, and Murlocs from World of Warcraft and all that jazz. Neat. So that is this so is neat. our game room, nerd room place. So that is awesome. I love yeah. it. So it was a good week. How about you? I, I don't even know. Last week was chaos court. Mm -hmm. So it was all I could do to just get through that week. Yeah. By Saturday, I'm always brain dead. I think I actually worked on dragon craft creation stuff all day Saturday. I made um, a whole bunch of wine glasses to take up to the booth in Helen. I made trick-or-treat tote bags to take up there because we're right around the corner from Halloween. So I, I got a lot of creative stuff done that I've wanted to do for a long time that real job is prevented me from doing. So that was fun. Right. Um, and then of course today was court follow-up and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I got court again on Friday. I feel like I'm in court all the time. Well, that is your job. I mean, you're right. <laughs> I don't, don't want, I want to write for a living and create stuff for a living. Mm -hmm. You know, we, your father and I have been watching the Caribbean show on HGTV. What is it called? Caribbean life, life or something like that. Yeah. Hence my background for those of y'all watching, I've got Caribbean sea back there, but uh, I'm like, let's sell everything. Let's just sell everything and move to the Caribbean. I can sell my crafts and stuff there. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, like, I bet he was not, uh, not a fan of that idea. <laughs> he, he said, you know, it's not a bad idea other than we would be way too far away from you kids. Oh yeah. And with the stuff that we're dealing with, with my mom and dad right now, and how far away they are from us and having to run up there every time one of them falls. He's like, we're not doing that to our kids. Yeah. And I was like, but, but see that blue water. I mean, it's so pretty. So if we move to the Caribbean, then I can sell everything and move to the Caribbean. Yeah. 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 I love it. And the tourists would love all my stuff. I got cute stuff. Yeah. So anyway, that, that was my week. I don't even know. My head is just like spinning. Yeah, fair enough. So what are we eating and drinking? What are you what are you doing? You just got home from work. So I, I did just get home from work and I'm not actually quite sure what we're doing for dinner. We have like a few options. So I'm going to say that tonight we're making Alfredo. I oh, think yum. like homemade Alfredo. Good. And then I'm drinking a wild sweet orange tea. Sorry, I forgot what it was for a second. <laughs> um, but it's a an orange tea. Um, and it's very good. It's actually very naturally sweet. So I it like it sounds fabulous. It's delicious. I'm drinking wine. I started a little early today. <laughs> yeah, I, um, 
I'm trying to think of what we did this past weekend and we did some drinking on Saturday, so I'm not in the mood for, mm. for a drink tonight. So I wanted some tea. Yeah. I wasn't going to drink tonight. I was like, you know, it's a podcast, but I just, I'm eh, just not feeling it Two two thirty rolled around. I'm like, where, I will have where, some wine. Where's the wine? I'm ready. <laughs> oh my Lord. And then your dad's upstairs cooking dinner. We're going to have keto uh, chicken tenders. Sweet. All right. Which, yeah. He's putting the batter, the, he crushes up. What are those things called? Pork rinds. Pork rinds. Yeah. And uses that and then bakes them. So it's really healthy, really good. Yeah. And totally keto. Well, that sounds wonderful. So yeah. All right. I have some jokes, but okay. they're not very good. This, you know, I figured, oh, this is going to be an easy week for jokes because it's about co- co-workers, you know, working with someone, oh, yeah, partnerships, that kind of thing. There was nothing good out there. So I came up with two and they aren't really very good. So I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what did the cannibal say to his co-worker? What? You should stop by later. The missus and I are having people for dinner. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the better ones. I'm telling you. Bless. Why did the scarecrow get a big raise? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. Hey, I like <laughs> that one. Has nothing to do with coworkers. It, no, but it's anyway. cute. Okay. So why even consider co-writing a book? Right. Yeah. Well, you get two talents for one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, collaboration is a good thing. Combining strengths of two people is a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, generally it theoretically, it, theoretically. Should be, it should be faster because you've got two people working on it. Um, two heads are better than one, that kind of thing. I mean, that's fair. I, I mean, if you think about like when we've written together, we do write quickly. Uh, we just managed to get ourselves stuck. Yes. Is our issue with that. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, yes, you'd go faster. Um, each writer has a chance to learn new habits and strategies from the other person. Storm uh, brainstorming can go much more quickly. Storm braining. Storm braining. My, <laughs> my brain has been stormed, clearly. Uh, can go much more quickly with two people involved. It's a lot easier to bounce ideas off of each other. Absolutely. To sit here by yourself and go, well, will that work? Will that work? I mean, that's what we normally do, but with Right. Well, but then also just to have these ideas and to be like, I can't tell if that's stupid or not, or does that make sense? Or, you know, can I, do you think I could do that? Like, is that dumb? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you individually, you and me personally, I love bouncing my ideas off of you. Um, Oh, yeah. All kinds of things spark when we bounce things off because you look at things differently than I do. And so you'll say something like, well, have you thought about this? And I'm like, oh my God, that is brilliant. I hadn't thought about that. So I can imagine how many sparks would be flying when you've got two people brainstorming on the same project. Right. right. You know, it's great when you and I just talk about our respective books, because I do the same for you where you'll be like, "Mm, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, what about this? And you're like, huh. And even if it's not what I recommended, it might make your brain. It absolutely does. It's, very, it's a very good way. Like you said, it causes like all these sparks to, to happen. And it's a very good motivator. Um, uh, yeah. It's a yeah. Good motivator. yeah. I mean, and we do want to write a book together. Yeah. We've dabbled with it before, like Taylor just said, 
Um, but both of us have our own works that we kind of want to get done first. Neither one of us are published yet. We would like to learn ourselves before we delve into a co-authorship, but, right. but we want to, and I think we will. I have no doubt that we probably will. Yeah. Um, but potentially you can write a better book that provides more value, wisdom, expertise, fun, accessibility, real life experiences when you have two people. Yeah. And I mean, like you just said, you know, we both think about things very differently and that's because we've done very different things. You know, we're interested in different things. Uh, you know, we have very different specific knowledge on various things. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I think combining those experiences can add this richness to your novel. Uh, if you decide to co-write one together. I think so too. I mean, the book would probably have theoretically, again, more credibility. It depends <laughs> on what your co-author's expertise is. Yeah. You know, like say you were a, a, scuba, di- a scuba diver instructor and we wanted to set this in the Caribbean because that's my thing right now. Right. You would definitely give credibility to the book when you would be talking about the dives and things that were going on. Cause you would know what it was. Right. So yeah, you can get, depending on who your co-author is, it can add credibility to your book. Um, additional authors can provide more man or woman power to promote the book and reach more people. Yeah. Two separate platforms. I mean, mm-hmm. automatically you're going to reach more people if, if, cause you have your own Twitter. I have my mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, and then of course we have the podcast, but mm-hmm. you know, separately, we even have our own platforms. Yeah. And more people that way. So we've got three and I think it would be the same for any co-authors. It would be their own Twitters. And then the, the book, you know, would be a third, you know, who knows what the publishing companies and that kind of thing would want to do to promote the book. But yeah, right. two, two that's additional resources that can go into the promotion of the book. Yes. Um, your co-author might have connections that you don't have. Absolutely. Like you've pitched to people that I have not pitched to. So those connections that you've made might for our joint book might be a resource for us. That's true. I mean, even just knowing of those agents that I've pitched to, because obviously I did not get those agents, but mm-hmm. you know, I know of them and they may be more interested in this project where they weren't interested in my first one that I pitched to them. Yeah. And they've seen a sample of your writing. Right. I mean, I understand that they've they get kajillions of, you know, people submitting to them, but right. you've got that foot in the door just because you've pitched to them before you've met face to face. Right. So, um, yeah. And it, it can be motivating to work with a co-author. Um, I, as I said, you can potentially write the book faster and more efficiently and you can help each other get past that writer's block or whatever, you know, how we had trouble writing ourselves into corners and that kind of thing. Right. We can help each other instead of just by yourself. You get despaired sometimes and you're like, I give up. I'm just going to put right. it away and go work on something else. Whereas right. two authors together might be able to, to work through that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So all this sounds great. So why isn't everybody doing it? Well, first it uh, may be something as simple as not having confidence in your writing skills. A lot of people don't want to put themselves out there with someone else right. and have yeah, they that don't other... want to share it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real thing. Um, you know, it could be 
what are your writing processes? Where will they mesh? What if someone is an extreme pantser and absolutely refuses to do any kind of outlining and the other person is an extreme outliner? Those two people probably can't write a book together. I mean, they can, it's possible, but it would be difficult and they would have to overcome that issue before they would get very far, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, Also, your writing styles might not mesh. You might want to write with this person and love them as a, as a person, but your writing styles may, you know, maybe they want to do third person and you're more comfortable with this book being a first person. You can't agree on the direction this book should take. Then maybe that won't work as a co-author with that person. The next thing is expectations, which I think is a big one. That is Um, a very big one. Yeah. Yeah. And because it encompasses a whole bunch of different things, it it may be that your coworker has different expectations. So it could be one person thinks, oh, this is a great hobby. I love writing versus the other one is like, I'm, I want to write this book. I want to be a multi-million dollar bestseller. I'm, I'm going to make it in this industry. Yeah. And that reminds me of like specifically well, loosely related, you know, do you expect to find an agent for this book and go with traditional publishing versus, you know, expecting Mm. to self-publish, you know, both have very different requirements for publishing. And that, you know, goes hand in hand with, you know, is this more about, you know, I want the book to be what I want it to be or traditional publishing where it's like, they're going to make it something that will, um, you know, fit their mind's eye of what a bestseller would be. Because you and I kind of have different views on that. I'm kind of like, I would like to just be a published author. And it may be the the best route for me to do that is to to self-publish. I'm still seriously considering that. Whereas your line of thought so far is still, no, I'm going to need the help. I want a a publishing company to help me through this process. Yep. You know, and so yeah, that could be a reason not to to co-author together. Now, in our case, I, I'm good with either way. I'm good with our joint book going through a publishing company. Right. I would also be good with our joint book being self-published. The issue for me is that it's more um, uh, more of a risk uh, monetarily, I think, for me to self-publish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I can do it. It's just going to cost me money that I don't necessarily have. Yeah, I have the luxury of having been in my real job for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. So I am more financially stable than you are at the beginning of your career. You're at the beginning and I'm at the end. Right. And so I have the ability to say, "Eh, I'm going to try I just, I want to self-publish so I can just say I'm published, you know, and see a real book out there before I die. Right. Um, Right. You know, but in real life, I think that a publishing company would definitely be a much more helpful in publishing a book. You know, right. I wouldn't have to do all that other stuff myself, which we did an episode on publishing versus self-publishing, which probably yes. we should go more into detail on that. Probably. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to think about there. And especially since I'm on the verge of possibly self-publishing, it's something that, you know, I might want to do an, another episode on to help talk me through that. We could probably do uh, two separate episodes on the process of going through each type of publishing. Cause you know, I've seen lots of people ask questions. Well, like, how do you, how do you get an agent? Which I know we did an episode on that too. We did. We um, did. But you know, like even the process of like, well, how do I even get traditionally published? What's the first step? Yeah. Um, and it's, well, think about your query letter and yada, yada, you know, yeah. all that stuff. We could probably Which do that. We, we did an episode on query letters too. 
Yes. That's one of my favorite episodes, actually. <laughs> so because it's something I struggled with for so long, I, it, yeah. I wished that I had found a podcast that had talked about it. And so yeah. I enjoyed doing that one because I felt like we were helping people. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. expectation wise, think about time. Is your co-author going to expect you to work on this every day? We're going to work on this every day together. You know, well, one author might have a day job that they have to go and work on. Um, and the other one might expect, no, no, we're putting everything aside. We're going to work full time on this project. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's definitely something that could be a big issue with co-writing, you know, because it sounds great in theory to work with another mm-hmm. person on a book. But, you know, like what if you want your writing buddy to work as hard as you are because you have this vision for this novel and they just can't do that you know, yeah. based on time. And that could lead to resentment. Right. You so know. it needs to be made clear, I think, at the beginning. Yeah. Um, trust. It's it's hard to trust someone else with your work. We all love our work. It is like little children. I mean, it yeah. is something we have birthed. And yeah. it is very hard to relinquish that to someone else. Yeah, especially when both parties have like a very clear idea for what they want for the project and mm-hmm. it doesn't line up with your co-writer's vision of it. You mm-hmm. know, I think that could also, yeah, that could absolutely cause cause an issue. It could. Um, I mean, for you and I, it's not an issue. Being mother no. and daughter, we have that innate trust yeah. that isn't there in other kinds of relationships. Right, right. Yeah, no, I agree. and. I think what's important here is mostly discussion, you know, talk with your co-writer, which you and I don't have an issue with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think both of us are very willing to say, Hey, I want the book to be like this. And the other one could either be like, no, I think like this or like, you know, Oh yeah, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what if we did half and half, like we did part of your idea and part of this other idea. Yeah. We are very good at that. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I think be willing to, compromise and budge on certain aspects of the project to make it a better story in the long run. And as long as you focus on the story um, and communication, then I think, you know, you could garner trust with your co-writer. Yeah. Which brings me to control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, I am a control freak. We all know what? this. Uh, I know it comes as such a surprise. Um, it is super hard to give up control over this thing that you're creating. And- yeah. But I feel like also splitting decisions for this entire project is also a must, you know, um, each party will have to relinquish some control somewhere, mother in the process. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. And I think, you know, before you go down this path of co-authoring, you've got to be willing to do that because there's no point if you're not. Yeah. Yeah. It, It just can't work. Right. Um, and our first attempt to write, what was it called? It was kitten. Kitten. That's right. It, it, it was me and my 15 year old self. Yeah, it, it was fun. But that was before you had ever really gotten into writing anything. And we tried to write it together. And I had to have that control over typing everything because I, I think through my fingers, which you were OK with at that point because you had yes. never written anything. So it kind of worked. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't work now. No. Because you also have to have your control. So I think we would have to find a different way to do that. Yeah. 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 I think so too. I mean, I don't know. I think we could do it, you know, especially now that I do have more writing experience under my belt. I know that I can uh, creatively think, like, I don't think through my fingers like you do. I just enjoy um, 
coming up with the sentence structure, I think is my thing. I really yeah. enjoy the art of the, the craft of writing. That's why um, I enjoy our paragraph writing so much. Yeah. Yeah. I think our schedules would actually be the issue now between yeah. us and our writing, you know, cause um, you mentioned that a little bit earlier, you know, we don't get to sit in the same location often mm-hmm. enough to do that anymore, mm-hmm. you know, but we also are doing this podcast through zoom, you know, True. 95% of the time. So we probably could <laughs> yeah. figure something out. And I think there's ways to share screens and think, well, yes. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. So we could actually screens. write yeah. together. Yeah. Um, but I think there's other ways to do that too, which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah. Um, branding. This yeah. was one that they said could be a problem for us. This isn't a problem. We've already on a co-author book, we've already got a brand with this podcast as a joint venture. Right. So not only do we have our own separate Twitter accounts and our own separate writing, we've got something to jumpstart a co-authorship book with because we've got this podcast that we yes. do. Yeah. Um, you know, our listeners know us, they know what to expect from us. Um, right. I, I, hopefully they're excited about the idea of a co, <laughs> co-authored book. Um, but yeah. for others, it might be difficult to come up with that joint brand. You know, what is it that you're trying to portray for this book? They might have very different ideas about that. Also, sometimes interviewers will only request one of you. So yeah. who gets the spotlight? Right. Yeah. Which is also like, that's just weird to me in general. Like that just seems like a strange um, thing to, to have done in an interview when, when a book is co-written. See, And I didn't know that was a thing until I was doing research for this. And they're like, you know, sometimes they'll interview you all together, but a lot of times they just want one of you. And I'm like, how's that fair? I feel like we could probably switch off, right? Unless they would want like the same face of it or something. I don't know. I don't but, know. I just, that was interesting to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not worried about that for us. Well, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, money. Money always seems to be the path to trouble, you know. In anything, not even just this. <laughs> never lend your friend monies, whatever that saying uh-huh. is. Yeah. Yeah. So for us, it wouldn't be a problem. I don't think, I mean, you know, we do things equally. I want you to succeed. You're my kid. I want you to be more successful than I am. So, you know, I expect that other people that aren't related, like we are, might have an issue on the money side. Yeah, no, it's definitely something to consider. I feel like it's always something to consider. Um, And I think the, the big, the biggest thing is probably just to you know, decide together what you want the end goal for your novel to be, you know, how is the money going to come into play? Like if you do get, um, big enough, if your book does, uh, become popular, you know, how is that money going to come into play? How are you guys going to split it? Who, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that needs to be figured out up front. Cause I can see in that scenario where one person's super busy with their real life job, that the one that isn't might feel like I'm doing everything I should get 75%, you know? Right. So yeah, I don't know. I think upfront, it needs to be decided. I think so too. Yeah. So that leads me to my very next point, which is, so how do you do this? And the number one thing is to figure out those details up front, just like you said. Yeah. Wonderful. (laughs) I am not necessarily talking about book details, like the plot and all of that, Uh, Yeah, that too, but the details on how is this book going to be written? Yeah. How is the process going to work? Who is going to do what? Our latest discussion, you and I, 
yes. um, on doing a book together was to write two main characters. Cause we were trying to figure out that's right. We're, we're both very dominant people and it's hard. To, how do you do that? And so we actually came up with this story idea, which I think is still a good story idea, which involves a wall that separates two different magical communities and that each of us would have a main character on each side of that wall. And eventually the events lead them to come together. Right. Um, and, you know, that's, that's one way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how do you divide the labor? Who is going to do what? What is the timeline? You know, the the person who doesn't have a job other than writing might expect, you know, we're going to get this done in, in three months. It's going to be done. Yeah. And the person who has a job is going to be going, wait a minute, I've got, I've got court every day this month. Yeah. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. So what is the timeline? You've got to talk about that up front. And what are those expectations that we talked about earlier? You've got to deal with this up front. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I also think that... um don't laugh at me. Um, <laughs> You're not even drinking. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I also think that things like, you know, decide who your target audience is going to be mm. um, is also very important because that'll affect how you write the story. I agree. You know, is it going to be a young adult genre versus an adult genre? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, determine your objectives for the novel. So, you know, like you said earlier, make those big decisions about the goal for the book early and make them before you write the story and try to publish it. So, you know, what kind of publishing style, you know, the money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think, like you said, that's all got to be done up front. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, like you said, lock in your book idea. Cause you know, you need to do that before you can do anything. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So get all of that figured out before you even start. Yes. Number two, suppress your ego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I do. I I agree with that, though. I think everybody needs to take a step back and see how you as an author can benefit your story um, in combination with your co-writer. So it's not about your story. It's not about you and how you want the story to be. It's how can you make the best story with this co-writer? Yes. Um, So go into it with the mindset of, ah, yes, I'm creating this story with someone else. This is not just my idea. It is also theirs. And I think that that could be lead to a better book than you could ever do by yourself. Honestly, I think so too. I mean, I think so too. The next point, listen to each other. Mm, I don't listen to you. <laughs> listen to ideas, no matter how crazy they sound. And that's something you are very good at. I'll come up with something and you're like, <laughs> not quite sure about that. Tell me why. Yes. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll tell you why. And you're like, Okay. okay. I can right. see that, but I still don't think so. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, but, but listen to what the other one is saying and don't yeah. dismiss them outright. I mean, which you very well could, you could say, uh, no mom, that's not going to work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but take time to think those ideas through, talk about them. How, how would they go into the book and why? Cause there's always got to be a why everything you do with your books got to have a reason. Yeah, I think, you know, I think for this type of project, it'd be great to have like a joint writer's journal. So, you know, we talk about the hmm. writer's journal all the time. Yeah. Um, so I have a joint one, uh, be it online or whatever, because that'd probably be easiest. Um, but to write down all those ideas, like even if you're pretty certain you don't want to use them or whatever, and you are like, no, that's crazy, like whatever. But like write it down anyway, it could spark ideas. Well, um, I mean, ideas from a, a book that don't get used in this book might get used in something else. So like you know, in freaking fairies, I borrowed something that we 
you what we came up with in our very first kitten novel. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it that book never went anywhere, and I don't think it will go anywhere. It no. was just a, a tired old, but it was a very good experience to practice it writing. It was yeah. very good for that. But I took something out of that that fit perfectly well in freaking fairies, and yes, you know, so that that was awesome. Yeah. Um, I did find a Writer's Digest article by Christopher Mari and Jeremy Brown. I don't know if I pronounced Mr. Mari's name correctly, um, but it said yeah. to try each of those articles. Don't just talk about it and discard it. Try it. Sit yeah. down and, and write it, you know, because yeah. if your partner really is liking this idea, let's, let's, okay. Let's figure out where it let's can go. Try and see where it goes. Yeah. Um, follow yeah. it through for a bit. See how it goes. And then that that way both authors feel heard, which I think is important. Yes. You know, we don't want one co-author getting their ideas blown away every time they bring something up. Right. So I did like that idea about, well, let's write it and see, let's see how it goes. Let's play with it. Um, Edit each other. Yeah. So you and I had, uh, discuss the thought of maybe each of us doing a chapter, not that wall book where we're each going to do a main character, although we might right. still do that anyway. Right. But right. In general, having us each write a, a chapter. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Because then we both get to read. Okay. So one of us would write the first draft, send it to the other. The other one would edit the first draft. That way they get into their head where the other author is coming from what they're looking for, what they're trying to get across, edit it, and then discuss the revisions. I see what you're trying to do here, but how about X, Y, and Z instead? Honestly, I still like that idea. I like that idea a lot because I do too. I know you hate word. I love word because you can track changes um, and you can see what the other person has done to the document. I'm sure there are other programs like that, but I grew up on word. Mm-hmm. So, but like you can track the changes. And so anything that you edit in a chapter that I send to you, I will be able to go back and see what, like what you changed. You and can you can comments make in there. those notes. Yeah. I yes. love those notes. Yeah. And then we could hop on like zoom and discuss, you know, there are all these tools out there to help, you know, people co-write, even if, you know, we're far apart or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that idea too. I mean, the way we do our paragraph writing tells me that we would definitely be able to do it this way. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. we are so good at picking up tone and, and yeah, all yeah. of that. I just don't think, cause that was one of the things that they said could be a problem is tone. And you know, how do you do, we just do that naturally. naturally. I don't know how we just do. And yeah. it's, it's good. I think so too. You know, I think uh, the paragraph writing that we do is a really good way to test and see if you can work with a co-writer. So if you're thinking about writing a book with someone, maybe start out with snippets of stories or something um, and see Mm -hmm. how the tone flows and, you know, do a short story or something together and, you know, see how it, see how it goes. I really do love going back, especially as Halloween time comes, because a lot of times that's when I get inspired and I'll send you a paragraph because I love Halloween and I love horror and, And so just something kicks off in me at that time. And so I love to go back and read them. And I'm like, who wrote this? Yeah. Which one of us wrote this? Because I have certain words that I use, but you'll use them. Yeah. If, if you're trying to carry through my tone. Sometimes there are some words where I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use that. (laughs) Mom wrote that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes I can tell, but a lot of times I really can't tell which one of us wrote it. Yeah. No, we're pretty good at mimicking each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pick your battles. You know, it's not all about you and writing a co-authored book. You have a partner right. that also has a vision for this project. Right. So pick your battles, but be sure not to sacrifice things that you think are integral. You know, fight for yeah. what you want. Um, discuss the logic behind what it is and why. Otherwise, you're going to end up feeling taken advantage of, left out. You've got to communication, like you said, I think is right. what that right. comes down to. Definitely. Use each other's strengths. Both of you are going to have weaknesses. Both of you are going to have strengths, and they're probably not going to be the same things. So use your partnership to work around the weaknesses and play to the other strengths. Yeah, definitely. You know, are you good at dialogue? You know, I mm-hmm. think that I'm decent at dialogue, or are you more about descriptions and world building? You know, like that kind of stuff. You know, figure out what you enjoy doing and what you're good at versus, um, you know, what your partner is very good at and use those to balance each other out. And and like we had said before, I think this could lead to a very rich, well-written book. Yeah. I just, I love it. Um, so things to consider communication. We've been talking about that all the way through. Don't yeah. stay silent and brood about it. You know, be upfront about your thoughts. Sometimes people don't like conflict. We'd like yeah. to write conflict, but we don't like to experience it ourselves. Right. You've, you've got to when you're co-authoring, especially if you go into it as an equal, there are partnerships where one is more, you know, I'm, it's my story, but I need your help. And so, right, right. you know, more like the the alpha reader as opposed to a, an equal co-writer, mm-hmm. um, but you've got to speak up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, likewise, not even if it's just, you know, brooding about a decision that's been made, but if you have an idea that you think is cool, don't be afraid to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if it does seem crazy, there may be a way to work it in and your co-writer might be like, oh my gosh, like, that's actually really cool. We could do it this way mm-hmm. um, and help you incorporate it and help, help it uh, get incorporated into the story. Yeah, definitely. Um, you might, you might need to take a break just like we do in individual writing, you know, Sometimes you get so deep into that story and plot that you can't see what is the saying, the forest for the trees or something like that. So (laughs) you lose sight of the big picture and what the project is. And that's where plot holes come from. That's, that's, you know, so sometimes you just need to take a step back, let it rest, go work on your individual stuff and then come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And thinking on how we write our podcast. We work together really well on preparing yeah. for this podcast. Some some weeks you do the major thing. I'm like, I'm in court. I can't do it. And you'll pick the topic and you'll start it. And yep. I will do my research and incorporate it in. And sometimes it's the other way around. It just yeah. depends on our work schedules and lives. And we've learned to work with that. Yeah. Of course, I mean, a podcast is not the same as a novel. And I understand that. Well, yeah. But it certainly shows that we have the ability to talk to each other, communicate, work things out. So I think if we ever do do that joint novel, I think that'll work for us. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, On that note, I do think that co-authoring might do better with more structure Mm. because there's got to be so much discussed up front. I feel like, you know, you can't have two pansters you're going to write something that doesn't even fit together. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. You know, 
you and I have used notebooks in the past. You know, we've, we've That's printed right. out things with like plot points. We printed out guides and how to's on like, I forgot about plot. that. Uh, you know, we had stuff in there about themes that we wanted for our stories, characters that we wanted, character names, backstories. Like we had our own notebooks for each project that yeah, we were working on. A three ring notebook with sections and everything. Yeah. I had forgotten that, you know, I think I even know where the kitten one is. Oh gosh. Listen, that's like 12 years ago of my life. So we can just, that's so neat. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a great idea. That's a really great idea. Yeah. Um, it might even be good to use that in-depth snowflake method that we talked about last week. Yeah. 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 Because then you both work on all of that in-depth stuff, that layering together until you get to this final idea and you're all in it together. Yeah. you work on everything as you go. So that might be a great way to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that is a great idea. And speaking of which, I made a template for the snowflake method. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to put it up for our I Patreons. Did. I Wonderful. posted it and um, Deanna said that she was glad because it was very confusing, the snowflake method. So. Oh, well, good. Then I'm glad that I did a template I'm, for you I'm, guys. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, so hopefully that helps you out, Deanna, because uh, I used it for a new book that I'm starting of mine or plan to start next year. I'm planning that for that's next year. I'm not starting that one yet, um, but I did start the snowflake method for it and it has been <coughs> wonderful. So I hope it helps you as much as it um, has helped me. And that is available to our Patreons. Yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, also, sorry. I have another, I have another thought, another brain thought. That's good Um, because I don't know what I was going to (laughs) say next. So there you go. Uh, Think about setting deadlines. Um, You know, that can help motivate all parties. You, you mentioned timelines earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, I think deadlines are a big part of those timelines and, you know, they can help motivate all parties and, you know, keep you thinking about the project while also helping it move forward and stay on track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think collaborating, collaborating, wow. Could be a lot of fun. Um, And I really think that Personally, our combined strengths would make for a great book. I really look forward to doing it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And all our spare time. Mm. Yes. I have many much of that. I I know. Same. (laughs) But that's all I've got. Oh, wonderful. Yes, me too. Um, Oh, I do have an interview. I'm all over the place today. (laughs) You have an interview question. Um, What's your favorite part about writing together? Since I am your co-writer, I was curious. I loved that we got to share these worlds together, that oh, we yeah. created them together, that we, it was the, well, what if this, I mean, that usually I do that all by myself yeah. and I got to do it with you. And that oh, was that's such a so sweet much answer. fun. It was yeah. just so fun. It was like our own thing, our world that we yeah. got to do. What about you? That was a very sweet answer. Um, I like creating the characters with you. I think I always talk about how character development uh, and character arcs and, um, you know, the internal conflict of characters is always my favorite thing. So just coming up with those characters and having your input and creating them and having them, you know, be people that we created together, I think is definitely my favorite thing about it. It was so much fun. Like Kitten's mother who had that poodle. I mean, oh God. Oh, and then the other one that had a chicken. Oh yeah. Named Edna. Anyway. Yes. We did crazy things. Yeah. It was, it it was so much fun. We had a blast. We actually had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. Um, I also have a sentence challenge for those of you who are interested in doing that. So this week's sentence is take a step back and let's think about this together. Good one. Very good one. Yeah. I do want to mention that we are going to Dragon Con this next yes. week or so, whenever it's coming out. The second, third, fourth, yes. sixth. Yes. So if y'all are going to be there and you want to meet us, that would be great. Just email us and we'll see. We can't guarantee we'll be sober, but, you know, email us and we will uh, see if we can meet you somewhere. That would be fun. It'd be very cool. Um, We would like to meet other writers out there. So if you're coming to Dragon Con, shoot us an email. Um, Otherwise, you can find us on our website. You usually do the outro. You do the outro. I do not. (laughs) I don't even remember. So visit our website at eatdrinkwritepodcast.com. You can find all of our social media there. We've got Twitter, we've got Instagram, uh, Facebook, any, any, pretty much any social media that you would want to. But the best way to get to us is by our email. So eat.drink.write.podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we love getting emails from you guys. We love reading the comments on YouTube. We love getting comments on all of our social media. So reach out. We absolutely love to hear from you. Um, If you want to enjoy content like the Snowflake Method template that I created, then feel free to join our Patreon at P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash E-D-W dot com slash E-D-W. Yes. Um, (laughs) I got that. I'm there. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for listening. We really enjoy doing this. And it's it's a pleasure to uh, do these podcasts for you. All right. And we will see you next week. See you next week.